What's up everyone, welcome back to Oz Hoopers TV, Fiery Fridays. The Boomers are on to the next round. We've got Slovenia uh, Friday night and Georgia on Sunday. Must win both games. I think if we lose to Slovenia, it'll be a really tough, tough way to get into the next, uh, the, into the quarters. So big game against Luka Doncic. It's the bronze medal rematch. Super excited. Bailey, how you been? Yeah, pretty good. Keeping up with a little bit of the um, World Cup at the moment. Obviously, more focusing on Australia. Um, we've been decent. Yeah. We've been decent. Yeah, we've been pretty good so far. Um, bit of a niffy game against Germany. Um, I thought we, we could have had that one, but uh, the team's been pretty good. Japan was probably our best game yet, so yeah, um, things are looking upwards. Um, before we start, make sure you guys are following us on our socials, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, at TV. We appreciate you listening, and we'll dive straight into this week's questions. First of all, Boomer Slovenia, uh, just touched on it a little bit. What are your predictions for the game? They've obviously got one of uh, the top five-ish best players in the world right now in Luka Doncic. Uh, he's averaging the most points in the FIBA competition at the moment with 30 a game. I could be wrong there. I think it's yep, about 30 50. a game. Bang on. Bang on. Um, how many can we hold Luka to? And what are your final predictions for the game on Friday? Um, I think we'll win. I think we, as a team, are pretty switched on to, you know, how like Australians are generally pretty good defenders. So I think we'll be pretty switched on on the best way that we can stop him as to how much. You maybe take seven off it. I would say you'll get 23 to 25 at yeah. most. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, he's shooting 24% from three, I've noticed. If we can, you know, get him to shoot around those numbers from three, make him put it on the deck, um, I think we we can hold him to that. But at the same time, he, he scores in a very unique way to most other people kind of does it slow and like methodically um, uses his body really well. So it'll be interesting to see how I suppose Matisse will be probably guarding him um, when he's on the floor most of the time, how he can adapt to it. And, you know, if Luca doesn't like more of a solid longer defender. Yeah. Um, like you said, he, he hasn't been shooting too. He first game, he shot five of 17 uh, from field goal. Uh, but the other two games, he shot 45% and then 61% against uh, Venezuela. So um, he's improving each game that has gone by. But yeah, like you said, three-point percentage hasn't been great for him. One for eight, three for nine, two for eight. So we, if we can force him um, to shoot the long ball, um, I think that'll help us tremendously. Matisse Thibel, again, in the bronze game, he, he guarded him pretty well as a Matisse masterclass. Uh, I think in that game, Luca had 22. Um, so you might be on with your prediction. I'm going to say he goes off this game. This will be a bit pretty big game for him. He's going to People that have listened to this podcast, I'm not the greatest Luca fan on the planet, but I'll give him his flowers. Um, so I think he's going he's gonna to go off this game. He's going to come in angry. Um, Toby's been playing pretty well for Slovenia as well. They've got Zoran Dragic. Um, and I think the the Australia defense has been all right, um, but I don't. I think we will have Tees and Josh Green guarding him and rotating. 
Uh, Xavier Cooks will see a bit more of the floor after last performance. He can switch well when the screens come, um, but it's pretty hard to contain Luca. And I think Ingles is going to try and get under his skin. I don't think that's a great approach. I think it's going to piss him off and, you know, um, kind of persuade him to drop more points. Um, there's certain players you don't talk shit to. So um, I think I think he's going to drop about 34, um, which is a lot in a FIBA game, you know, shortened quarters. But I think he's in for a big one. And it's, he, knows, he knows what happened last time and he's going to come in aggressive and ready to play. So I think we will win. Um, my score prediction, I reckon, I can't give you an exact score, but um, I'll give you a margin. I think we will win by, I'm going to say 10. I think it's going to be a pretty comfortable win. It'll get somewhat close, maybe end of the third, and I think we'll pull away in the fourth. They'll try They'll try scale back, but it won't happen. So I'll, I'll say Australia by 10. What's your final score prediction? Mm, us by seven. Okay. The seven points that we stop him getting. Yeah. <laughs> Good prediction. Um, second question. Ben Simmons has had a recent interview. I'm not sure who with. Um, it was someone professional, I think. Um, but he, he has had a recent interview these past two days. Um, and he's he's come out with some, some hot takes, uh, some might say. Ben Simmons said if he was playing last year's version of himself, um, he would kick his ass. But that's easy to say if you watched how he played last year. He said that himself um, and that he wants to play for the Boomers 100%. And that's the goal for next year's Olympics. But we have been hearing that for the past couple of years. Like we mentioned before, I think it'd be pretty ridiculous to turn down Ben Simmons. Um, you know, he was the only NBA All-Star um, that's been Australian. Um, and he's another 6'9 forward that can rim run, rim run and create um, on the offensive end. And he's one of the best defenders in the world also. So I think it's pretty ridiculous. And if he's willing to play, then we definitely need him out there, especially when teams are going to be bringing their their full squads for the Olympics. But can Ben Simmons get back to all-star level where he was before? I don't know. I think he he might be able to get back to somewhat of his ability, but whether he can actually make an all-star team again I don't know. It's hard when you've got these up and comers, like younger players who have kind of just like jumped to that stage. Yep. Um, and you've kind of had your shot. Now you you're on the decline at the moment. Well, until we see you again, whereas all of them are on the up. So it's hard to then go and switch around. Doesn't mean that, you know, he can't go back to what he was averaging or maybe even a little bit more, you know, when he's on that team. Mm-hmm. Um, but whether he can actually make an all-star team, I doubt, but I think he can get back to all-star caliber, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so Ben Simmons, um, during his all-star years, um, I think he was averaging around 16 or 18, 8 and 7 maybe. Yeah, something um, like that. But last year he averaged 7, 6 and 6. Um, so he's still, I mean, 6 boards, 6 assists is pretty good. He was on 57% shooting, um, which is all right. Um, obviously, he didn't play much, but yeah, I, I think Nets is a bit of a, they say he's going to start next year on the Nets. I think they've got a decent roster for him to build around. Um, whether that's a spot, whether he's traded at the deadline, I'm not sure. Um, will I say he gets back to an all-star level? I might have to agree and say no, um, but I'm definitely rooting for Ben. I think he's a he's a talented player. I don't mind the way he plays. If the shot's not there, don't force it. Um and hopefully he develops the shot. I think that'll make him a, a 
much more scary of a threat uh, to to defenses. So I think I think he will get back to playing how he will, but I don't think All Star level is on the cards. Unfortunately, I really hope he plays for the Boomers next year because you know if we if we don't win this year. Um, I think that Germany loss might hurt us uh, down the track. But if we don't win this year and he comes along and, you know, Jock's back, Ben Simmons is there and he's got Giddy next to him, Paddy Mills, Joe Ingles, it'll be the best team we've ever formed. And if he can win um, another bronze at the Olympics or even a silver, um, gold even, if he can bring home gold, um, then that would be massive for him and his confidence and just his image, yeah, um, especially in the Australian community. So rooting for Ben. Is that the only way he gets everyone to forgive him if he gets gold? It's gonna take a while. I think I think a medal. I think a medal. If he got will... gold, I think everyone would forgive him. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent I think if we get a medal, everyone would forgive him. Um because the last bronze is a massive deal. Yeah, silver yeah. would be huge. If we get bronze again, I think a lot a lot of people will forgive him. And you know, seeing the uh other boomers sort of get around him and you know, build his confidence and carry us to to some extent. Um, then I think that'll that'll be really good for him. And if we get silver or gold, which is the best we've ever done in Australian basketball history, thanks to him joining us, um, then that would be really good. There's there's rumors of LeBron playing next year, so if LeBron's playing, I'm presuming the Durants and the the Tatum's and the Curry's might might suit up for USA. Um, so we're gonna need we're gonna need all the firepower we can get. Yeah, I'd say if we get bronze again, yeah, theoretically, I don't know if people would be well they could be like oh well we did it without you you haven't really done anything but if we if we can go better and have a good crack against the usa in the final then i think everyone goes all right you're right yeah the the thing worrying me about the uh medals next year is france played really bad in the world cup they just didn't show up um they've already been eliminated uh they lost to latvia without Puzingis. Uh, they've still they still had Fournier Batum. So yeah, they're meant to have they're meant to have um Rudy Gobert, Nilakina, Usman Diang, Joel Embiid, Victor Wembanyama, um, Bilal Koulibaly, who was just drafted seventh by the Wizards, um, Ryan Rupert, who just came out of the NBL, he's with Portland. Um, Killian Hayes, he didn't play. He's meant to be on that team. So they got a pretty stacked roster, yeah. France. They didn't show up this year, but I'm sure they'll be right back. Next year, I think they play silver. It might have been them or Spain. I can't recall who it was, um, but they'll be right back there um, next year. So them, Canada's been really um, scary so far in the World Cup. Um, I'm keen to see how we play against them. Yeah. Um, but other than that, Spain is always there. But yeah, Canada's kind of, you know, worrying me. It's always been USA, France, Spain. That are the kind of the top three contenders, and now you got to worry about Canada with Shea, um, who's definitely the best player in this competition at the moment. And then Argu- if um, arguably Luca, if Murray, yeah, Murray, Murray joins him, Wiggins, Wiggins, Wiggins joins him. Yeah, yep. they'll they'll be good next year. Yeah, you're in, we're in we're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Um, we that's why we need Ben. Yeah. Um, next question: Who is your dark horse NBA team to win it all next year? Now, for those listening, I know we got a bit of stick <laughs> for the Dark Horse comments on the uh, the FIBA MVP. Dark Horse, for that question, we kind of meant who is the Dark Horse to win the FIBA competition. And in that MVP, and Ant was the main pick, I think. Um, and, you know, we said Brunson, we said Luca, um, and then we said Cat as well. So, um, 
And another another little problem about that is I said Brunson will be a problem for Australia. I meant as in he will be a problem for us, as in our defense. We're gonna we're gonna struggle guarding Brunson when all of our attention and our wing defenders are guarding the Ingrams, Ants, um, Parlos, etc. Macau Bridges. So I, th- I said Brunson will be a problem for Australia, and, and some people thought that I thought Brunson played for the Boomers, which is just <laughs> incredibly strange in my opinion. But anyway. Dark horse for NBA teams to win it all next year. This is an interesting one. I'll start off. My dark horse to win it all next year is going to be the New Orleans Pelicans. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Now, the Pelicans, I like their team. I really do. And one of me and Bailey's good friends goes for them. So, you know, I might get sent this to me later. <laughs> but I really like Ingram. Um, I like... Zion, when he's healthy, I hope he can stay healthy. He's been in the gym. The gym photos come out every offseason, but I think this is the year that Zion stays on the court. Dyson Daniels is on the team. I like the trio of Dyson, Herb, and Trey Murphy. Um, Larry Nance is really efficient. I like the length. They've still got CJ McCollum uh, sort of running this team. Jonas is getting his reps in in the World Cup. Ingram's getting his reps in in the World Cup. Dyson's, you know, with the boomers in the, in the World Cup as well, so... They've got Alvarado as well. I like this team. Um, Willie Green's at the helm. They drafted Jordan Hawkins, who just won a national championship. He was pretty good in the summer league. I like what I saw. Um, and then EJ Liddell, who was a pick last year, he balled out in the summer league and then did his ACL, unfortunately. He's recovered. Don't know if he's going to be producing to the same extent. Obviously, we haven't seen him play yet, but what I saw in the summer league, I was impressed. And obviously, coming off a knee reconstruction, pretty, pretty, uh, Hard to do. They, they added Cody Zeller, not a huge name, but I mean, he'll probably get rotational minutes for them as the backup big. And yeah, I like I like what they bring defensively. Will they compete with the likes of the Warriors, Nuggets, Lakers, you know, in a seven game series? It's hard to tell, but I think they will bring them problems um, defensively. I like, I like that Dyson, Herb, Ingram, Trey Murphy sort of one to four lineup. They're all six, eight and above. And um, I think that'll cause teams problems. So it's going to be an interesting watch. I like the look of this team and that they're sort of sitting in that, you know, they might come 10th, even like 11th. They might honestly miss playing if they, you know, overcome some injuries. Um, but I think they're sitting in that 11th to like fifth range in the West, but can definitely scare a higher seeded team. So I'm going to go to the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, that's probably fair. Um, I suppose this is tough because people have different expectations for each team, but I'll say one that I think no one really has winning. It's probably the Hawks Okay, um, was the most one I could come around to because I was looking at the, the standings, like a team like the Cavs, they sit fourth. Yeah. It's probably not really a, a dark horse or whatever. So I mean, you could argue it. They got 4-1 by the Knicks in the first yeah. round. I don't think anyone's expecting much, but... Yeah, well, it'd be probably one of those two. I just think they didn't show up in yep. the finals. You know, the Cavs, like, they've actually got a pretty good roster, obviously, behind Garland and um, Donovan Mitchell. I'm just having a look through. Like, when you look at Mobley and um, – what's his name? Hang on. It's, Jared Allen. Yeah, Jared Allen. Like, they've got – they've almost got all these pieces here and there, but they're just not – they just didn't put it together and – whether you give them another season, they might just be missing that one piece. Like to sit fourth in the East, they've done a really good job and they've kind of just gone and thrown it all away. Mm-hmm. Um, but, 
you know, more realistically, I think a team like the Hawks maybe have a bit more potential than them. Yeah. Like, I just love the Trey Young, Dejon T. Murray combo in the guards. Um, and then obviously, you know, you've got you've got Clint Capella as the big, who I think is perfect for Trey just to, you know, uh, not ISO, but pick and roll. And then it's either a lob threat floater or, you know, he's a great passer. He's got some shooters around him. So they're probably more of a team that I think could win it all, even though I think the Cavs might be a bit better than them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I just think they would be flukier to win the whole competition, the Hawks and the Cavs, but Cavs probably still finish on top of them in the ladder. Okay. Um, the next question, over under wins. Now, this isn't a sponsored video by Sportsbet, but we're going to go off the Sportsbet uh, odds for the uh, over under total regular season wins. I'm going to list you eight teams um, and I'm going to name how many wins they had last year. Um, and I want you to give me the over or under predicted wins for this upcoming season. Yeah. So the first team I will list is the dark horse you've picked, the Atlanta Hawks in the East. Last year, they finished eighth with 41 wins, 41 losses. They broke dead even. This year's overs is 41 and a half. So do you think they will yeah. overcome next year's yeah yeah so, i think they'll be even though i really like john collins and i don't know why they got rid of him whether him and compeller are a bit too similar um obviously they've made that they don't just they're not just going to get rid of him for the sake of it there'd be a reason something wasn't working there so i think they'll be better than what they were last season and they should be they have a better team than that okay so next team is the 10th seeded in the East, Chicago Bulls. Didn't make too many moves this year. They had 40 wins and 42 losses last year. They oversit at 36 and a half. If it was, I thought you were going to say it was 40. I was going to go one, but 36. Have they gained like anyone that comes really good that comes to the top of your, top of your mind? Uh, the best I can think of is Tory Craig at the moment. I, th- I might be blanking out, but Tory Craig, yeah. and then they got him. Got a few mates who go for the Bulls and go on unders. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, not a That's a tough one, though. Not 36 is not many. DeRozan? Yeah, but I think DeRozan's getting worse, and I think yeah. Levine might be kind of fed up. Okay. Uh, the next team is going to – we're going to move to the West. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks, they finished just off the brink of the play-in last year. They had Luca and Kyrie. Last year, they had 38 wins and 44 losses. Their over and unders this year is 44. Yeah, under. I'm not a believer in this. Something I've just never been a fan of it. They could come out and prove me wrong. Somehow they've made it work, but I just don't see how. Like, you just want the ball in Luca's hands all the time unless he's kicking the ball to an open shooter or a big, not dishing it back out just to be re-dribbled and trying to make your own shot. I don't think it'll work at all. I'll go unders. Yeah, 44. A lot of people might think unders, Luca and Kyrie, and they only got really good this offseason. But if you look at 44 wins, 44 wins would have been the fifth seed this year, which was the Clippers. So 44 wins is pretty pretty tough to do in the competitive yeah. West. The next team is going to be a bit of an iffy team. Last year, they finished 14th in the West, the 22 wins and 60 losses Ross, Rockets. Uh, they've added Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks. Uh, they drafted Amon Thompson at the four. Their overs this year, they had 22 wins last year. Their overs this year is 31 and a half. Yeah, they've got to be over. Wow. Yeah, I, okay. I think I think they'll be pushing it. But when you add that many players who 
you know, Polly wanted to get out of that other situation. Um, you know, whether Brooks wanted to get out of it, by the end of it, Memphis pretty much said, get out of here. So he's going to have something to prove. Van Vliet, we know, has had a good few years, um, you know, won a championship with the Raptors and then kind of didn't do much since he's probably got something to prove. Now, maybe because they've already got paid, they just kind of go through the motions every game. But I think the Rockets organization, you know, went out. And I don't actually think that these players have, you know, ideal in any way. Like I would have just rather keep building up your young players. Um, but I think when you have enough talent, you're going to get 30, you know, 30 wins. And what was it? 31. Yeah. yeah. You should be able to get 31. That's a 50, 50. I could listen to an argument the other way. Uh, we'll do two more. The Minnesota Timberwolves, they finished eighth last year. Anthony Edwards is in for a career season. They've kind of ran it back with the same team that brought back Conley, Cat, Rudy Gobert. Uh, didn't make many moves this offseason. They had 42 wins and 40 losses last year. Their overs this year is 44. Yeah, overs. overs. I've always been a big fan of the Timberwolves. I just, I still don't know if Gobert's the right move, but Cat seems, you know, he's pulling everything in the World Cup, just yeah. deep three. So it looks like he's trying to become more of a stretch or like a face-up four, yeah. um, and that might help them a little bit more. Obviously, Ant's going to be at it. You know, he looks like he's just running the whole USA team. So he's going to be getting some good leadership and confidence out of that. So that you'd have to think that uh, you'd have to think they'll improve. Yeah. And if it's only two wins, it's definitely possible. Uh, the next team is the OKC Thunder. Uh, last year, they had 40 wins and 42 losses and finished 10th. Very good for them. Uh, this year, their overs is 45. Five extra games with shit. Yeah. That would have put them in fourth in the West this year. It's tough. What do you reckon? 45 is too many. 45 is too many. Okay. So you're going to go unders 45? Uh, another toughie. Unders. What's the, were they favorite to go under? Uh, let me have a look. It's equal. 187. Yeah, makes sense. And it's, you know, sports bet know a lot more than me, so. <laughs> That's right. Right, we'll, we will go through our questions of the week. Uh, my, I'll start with my question of the week first. Um, all NBA predictions, the season starts in about four weeks. Um, I want you to give me your first team All-NBA. Two guards, two forwards, and a center um, right, for I'm going this upcoming with, season. I'm going with Steph at the one, no yeah. matter what. I think he's the best point guard I think he's the best in NBA history Yeah, just because I just love the way he plays, to be honest. I think it was even though, you know, Magic's talked about, I just think the way he plays is something we've never seen before. As for the two, um, hmm, I mean, could you go like Jimmy Butler, maybe? Not that he's not that he's actually the second best guard, but I think he would compliment Steph okay. nicely. Yeah, Luca. But then I'd love him to be the one. Maybe actually, let's do this. I'd go. You've got, got to pick two guards, no matter what, point guard or shooting guard. So they can both be point guards. The forwards can both be forwards. Okay. Yeah. Let's go, Steph and Luca. Yep. Um. Let's go. Is this who I'm thinking is going to be the best this yep. season? Yeah. Kawhi, KD. Okay. Go Kitch. Yeah, Kitch. All right, I like it. I What's think. Yours? I think. I think I'll agree. I think actually I will change it. I'll I'll go Luca. I want to say Trey. 
I think he's going to average 30 and 10 again. And I just think he's he's getting disrespected. And I think Hawks will do good. And I think with 30 points and 11 assists, I think it's hard to look past. I, I think Steph will take a little bit of a step back with Chris Paul there. I think he will score a lot more with Chris Paul finding him. But I just think his overall production will yeah. lower as a superstar yeah. comes in. That sort of just happens. Yeah. Um, I guess he had Jordan Paul there last year, but Chris Paul's kind of different in a way. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Trey and Luca, And then at the fo- the gut- the forwards, I'm going to go Tatum. I think with Pauzingas, yeah. Celtics will be the first seed. He'll average the most points on that team. I'm going to go Giannis. I think the Bucks will be the second seed. And I think he's going to be putting up 30 and 10. Yeah. And then the big... Oh, oh you got to go Jokic, don't you? Yeah. I thought I thought you meant who would be my all NBA team if I could have one, not who do uh, I think. Because yeah, Kawhi and KD don't play enough and stuff yeah. like that. Yours is way more accurate. Tatum, yeah. Luca, Trey's a good one. Jokic or Embiid, probably and Yanis goes in for sure. Yeah, you're yeah. pretty much spot on, I reckon. If we're talking actually what's gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. No, um, I see your question. Talking about head to heads, Clippers Suns, who finishes higher? All healthy, full season. All healthy. Yeah. Um, I wasn't a fan of the Clippers offseason, if I'm being honest, and might be a bit biased as I'm a Wizards fan. I think the Suns got uh, way better getting Bradley Beal. I liked, you know, they didn't have much cap space. They they brought in Bol Bol. Uh, Eric Gordon, uh, Keita Bates-Diop, Eubanks, Watanabe. So they with the with the uh, cap space they had, they still managed to build a semi decent bench. I like Jordan Goodwin. I like what he did for the Wizards. I think he might be, you know, the point guard off the bench for them. I know they had to get rid of campaign, um, bit of a loss there, but I think Jordan Goodwin can fill that role pretty well, um, and I think he might become one of the fan favorites for the Phoenix Suns. Bradley Beal, you know, a year ago was Donovan Mitchell, uh, Booker conversation. So to join Booker now. Um, they still got Durant. Hopefully, he plays a bit more this season. Booker's going to level up with another year under his belt. I just think it'd be hard to say past the Suns, but we haven't really seen Paul George or Kawhi stay healthy throughout the season. Yeah, um, would love to see this matchup in a series, the Suns Clippers. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna lean towards Suns. Are you agreeing or disagreeing? Oh, if they got Brogdon, I would be. Very confident that Clippers were coming out this year. And obviously that went south, but oh uh, yeah, too much firepower, Suns. Yeah. I thought it was the same this year, but I think if Clippers were healthy, they actually would have beat the Suns. But Bradley Bill's better than Chris Paul. Uh we'll wrap it up there. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh make sure you guys are following us on all socials and podcast streaming platforms. Uh big games this weekend uh we will be tuned in and we will be talking about it on the next episode australia's tonight Um, isn't it no friday night friday night yeah um so we'll catch you guys on the next episode appreciate it